First and Goal with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson is live 1 to 8 p.m. every Sunday throughout the season. The NFL is on. Tune in. Let's expand the conversation. Bring in my main man and co-host from NFL No Huddle. will come your way tomorrow, every weekday, 4 p.m. Eastern. It's Cordell Stewart. Cordell, a lot to dissect. Let's start in your area. The Atlanta Falcons have been living dangerously this year. Could have lost week one on the road in Chicago. Could have lost last week on the road in Detroit. How about the effort that Buffalo put together on the road in Atlanta, albeit with injuries to be factored in? Mohamed Sanu and Julio Jones both went down for the Falcons, down for the Falcons in this one. Well, I mean, I, I tell you what, the, the way this Falcons team has has been playing on offense and just overall as a team, not being able to finish, not really putting teams away. I mean, that's just to me has been uh, their somewhat model in, in a sense of how they play. Um, really had to boil down what Tyrod Taylor uh, could actually bring to the table. And I thought he played very well, being able to move in the pocket the way he wanted to, uh, being able to find the guys open on those drag routes. For some reason, the Falcons just couldn't find uh, those drag routes to really to put this team in position. And, and I thought by committee, the running game was pretty solid. But most importantly, it was really about their defense and how hard uh, they made it for Atlanta to be as explosive as they wanted to. And just think about two injuries for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I think you had Julio Jones as well as Sanu, two guys with a hamstring and also I think a knee issue that really hindered this team from really having a chance to be as as explosive as they really want to be. And Vic Beasley, he's really missed when it comes down to apply, applying pressure. So here in Atlanta, uh, it, it was a loss. I think that was really creeping up just a little bit after you alluded to a moment ago, seeing them play struggle against a Chicago Bears team uh, in, in, in a couple other games within there. So it, it's it's not a shock to me. It was just a matter of time. But the question is now moving forward. How do they correct those, those issues? And right now we see the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East as the number one team with the Jets being second, New England being third, and the Miami Dolphins being last. How about that? Go ahead. Well, well Cordell, sticking, sticking with that theme, let's, let's stay there. You know, the the Miami Dolphins play the New Orleans Saints in the early game over in the U.K. in the international series. And Adam Gase, the head coach, after the game was asked, you know, is it time to change his quarterback? And he said no. After watching, you know, Jay Cutler over three weeks, because they didn't play the first game due to the Hurricanes uh, down in Miami, have you seen enough of Jay Cutler to say, well, maybe Adam Gase may need to rethink his strategy and go to – the bullpen and pull out Matt Moore? Well, I know you, you, some throws he needed to make wasn't there, taking sacks or what have you. But when you give a guy a one year, $10 million deal, you can't get enough of him. You have to make sure that you're not ready to pull the plug extremely quick because now it becomes a, a conversation of why would you give him a one year deal worth 10 million bucks if you're willing to pull him that quick and you're only looking at being in what, week three, week four? I, I think that would be a a jumping to conclusion type move and going to Matt Moore, because if that's the case, you should have just started Matt Moore from the beginning of the year. Maybe bring Jake Cutler in as a backup, but of course he wouldn't have left the number two team uh, being a, a color analyst uh, with CBS, uh, Fox, excuse me, to, to, to leave that booth to actually end up going out there to be a backup. So um, I would, I wouldn't touch it right now. Um, so, again, so, so. I just think it's a matter of getting his feet wet and getting, getting warmed up and just getting back into the flow. It's still early. Get back into the flow and see what happens. Not, not to cut you off, but you said, well, don't do that just yet because of the amount of money that you gave Jay Cutler on a one-year deal. 
I thought it was about winning football games. So are you saying stick with Jay Cutler even though you have the Titans coming up and the Falcons coming up? If he still is not putting up productive numbers, you just still stick with that whole idea. Well, he was my guy. I brought him in. So now we're just going to ride him on out. Well, you have to because now that's 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 somewhat it's like we like to say that's crow thrown back in your own face because this is the guy you chose to grab other than a few other quarterbacks that were out there. Right? They even be Colin Kaepernick. You just you just walked away from it and say, you know what, I'm going with this one player. So I think from from my perspective, sure, you can go ahead and put Matt Moore in. From my personal perspective, but I think from the standpoint of of how I know he's probably going to have to play it out for the next few weeks, he's going to have to stick with Jay Cutler. He has no choice. I mean, he made this this decision to bring someone in that knew the system that was once run between those two in Chicago. And so now you get to this point where you say, okay, I want to make this move right now, this hasty move right now, because Jay Cutler's not playing that good. Well, I think you have to look at the entire board and look at the defense, look at the running game, look at the receiving core and see actually what everyone is able to do. And if everyone else is playing well except my quarterback, yes, then I'll go I'll go to that point. But I don't think you you necessarily have to at this point in time, especially you just mentioned the Tennessee Titans. Did you see that behind whooping they took today? This is the time to play the Tennessee Titans after <laughs> we saw the Houston Texans, what they did to them. Trust me. And you know how I feel about the Titans. So that behind whooping they took today, I mean, it was a natural one. Um, this is the time you leave Jay Cutler in and allow him to play 57 to 14. I mean, you saw that young kid and Deshaun Watson play the type of football that he looked like he played when he was in, in college. I mean, he looked like Absolutely. he was having a great time. I mean, he was making plays with his feet. Uh, he was forcing this defense of, of the Tennessee Titans to have to chase him, but he looked calm. He looked collective. He looked, he looks as if he did win the game the week prior against the New England Patriots. I think kind of drawing energy and positive feedback from that type of performance and carried over against a team within their division that they had to get on top of uh, in order to really take command. Because now here it is, two weeks in a row, they putting up over how many points? What was it, 30 points or so or more? They put up the last numbers. time we saw the Houston Texans put up 57 points? Never. <laughs> it was Never. the Houston Oilers. Ever. Yeah, it was Earl yeah, Campbell when they were the Houston and Dan Oilers. Pastorini back in the day with Bon Phillips patrolling the sideline. He is Nick Ferguson. I'm Brian Weber taking you around the league with our good friend, Cordell Stewart. Moments ago, E.J. Manuel in for the injured Derek Carr out with the apparent back injury through an interception. Trevor Simeon's in the victory formation. Denver's going to beat Oakland 16-10. San Francisco in Arizona. They're in overtime. San Francisco's gotten the football to start the extra session. We'll let you know how things play out and take you there live momentarily. Cordell, what'd you take away from Carolina's dramatic win on the road in New England? Cam Newton came alive, and the Patriots' defense remains pretty shaky. I tell you what, it was bound to happen in that situation as well. Uh, you have a New England Patriots defense that was the worst defense in the, all the National Football League. I think allowing, what, on an average, maybe 40 points or more against that defense on an average. And and, and that's pretty – I mean, I mean, how can you say it? Ferocious or horrible or horrendous? When you think of a, a, a Bill Belichick, that's hor- terrible. All that's that terrible. great stuff. Trying to find whichever one you can find to, to really indicate how bad it is. But you don't see defenses like this uh, with, with, with Bill Belichick often. You don't see that. And, and to get it to the point where you're now 100% relying on your offense, uh, I, I think it really handicaps uh, this team at the end of the day when it's all said and done with what they may 
want to do with the, even just starting with the division? I mean, I know we don't want to jump the gun because it's Bill Belichick and look who they have in a division, but that defense you saw today by Coach Frazier and the Buffalo Bills and the things that the offense did do, they played cohesively. Uh, I, I, would, I would say as a group, meaning the defense gave them plays, offense had methodical drives, play action pass, eating up the clock, scoring touchdowns, forcing this Atlanta Falcons team to have to play from behind. That type of football by that one particular team within that division, I think brings hope to them moving forward. And it's early, it's early, but the more you win in that fashion, just like the loss you had with the, the Houston Texans in putting up the points they did, you get some type of confidence and good feeling about yourself as you move forward with seeing the weaknesses that a team within your division ha- have right now, I think that's what the Buffalo, Buffalo Bills have. And you better believe the New England Patriots, they're probably as scared as scared can be right now uh, uh, considering because we've never seen anything like that before. And I don't know if the offense will be able to hold up uh, for the remainder of the year to have to carry the load on this level. We've seen it done before, but not to this extent where you're the worst overall defense in the entire National Football League. All right. Cordell, last week, everyone was raving about, you know, Case Keenum. And I was hearing people talk about the fact that it really doesn't make a difference who's the quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. You know, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, they're going to continue to post numbers. But that wasn't the case today. 16 of 30, 219 yards, no touchdown for Case Keenum. But the bigger storyline is Dalvin Cook, who is now being reported that it's an ACL injury. How does this totally change the dynamic and impact the Minnesota Vikings? Big time. I mean, he was the he was the true cowbell of 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 this of this offense in the sense of how it operated. I think how the play selections uh, were actually called when it come down to play calling and and just think about Thielen, one of the most reliable receivers. He and Diggs on this team. I mean, he catches a catch, he catches a ball in the latter part of the game. He ends up fumbling it, and that ended up costing them the game, which gave Detroit the opportunity to go ahead and put points on the board to win that game. But look. The Detroit Lions. I mean, is anyone drinking a Kool-Aid yet? Because for me personally, would I watch how this football team plays around the quarterback? And, 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 um, and let me let me make sure I get this one right. This is in uh, Matthew Stafford. Correct. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Were> you... <laughs> I was going to let you sort that one out, partner. <laughs> I had to think about it. My CT started kicking in a little bit. Hey, stop when it. You... Stop it. Go ahead. I'm just I'm talking about myself and no one else. I could do it. Um you, you, you see a situation where I think you have to start really paying attention to what that team is doing. I know you ask about Case Keenum, and yes, I was one of those that said because of how he played the week prior and what we saw of Sam Bradford in week one, yes, you can easily say that. But when you start losing Cook, you see play me, a playmakers dropping the ball, creating fumbles. The game was too close to allow those types of mistakes and injuries to come about to really overcome it to be as good as you were uh, two out of the last three weeks. So I think it ended up catching him in this. And of course, this Detroit team is really, really playing some really good football. So it was just bound to happen. It was a matter of time. And I I think it it, it caught them uh, today to where you end up seeing this team uh, walking away by touchdown. But we we haven't talked about the LA Rams and the Cowboys, but we don't have to if you don't want to. But honestly, we talked about that, that offense, that team, scoring the most points of any team in the National Football League of 35.7, rounded up 36 points, they gave 35 points today. If this team can continue to score points, I don't care who they're playing against. If they could continue that average, 
it's going to be hard for teams to keep up with the Rams when they do it the way they've done it. 30 carries, 250 yards by Ty Gurley, catching balls out of the backfield for touchdowns on little, little like little, how do you call them, little wheel routes between the seams where nobody saw him coming. The defense by Wade Phillips, they're playing, they're getting, you saw that defense today, uh, uh, Nick. You yeah. probably were sitting here saying you haven't seen a defense like this probably in the I want you to go back to the greatest team on the greatest show on turf. They wasn't playing that good All right, Cordell, of football. The Rams today. were three and one to start last year. Oh, okay? here he goes. So here he we goes. Ram it. Let's just here he take go a ahead. breath and pause. I admire the passion and energy. Get some rest, and we'll have three big hours tomorrow on the NFL on TuneIn. It's NFL No Huddle with my main man, Cordell Stewart. Thank you, Cordell. Well, guys, I just want you to know, Brian Weber, I'm yeah. not delusional. I just need you to get on board to not look at the records, but look at how they actually playing. They're playing totally different. So I will see you tomorrow. Okay. So take your time. I'm the guy who told you Jared Goff should off. have been starting from week oh, one God, last here, year. Here we'll, he goes. Last year, huh? Litigate that you hear tomorrow. this, Nick? I'm sorry you have to deal with that and, for 30 and, more and minutes. there he guys, goes. Bye, Cordell. We'll chat Bye-bye. tomorrow. The NFL is on TuneIn. First and goal with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson. Hear every score as it happens live every Sunday throughout the season from 1 to 8 p.m. Eastern.